Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Queen, love loves. Hi everyone, welcome back to Aziza Love Loves. And today my guest is Safia Duchess. She is a business coach and host of Master the Tech and Grow Your Business podcast. So welcome, Safia. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. So I have spoken to a variety of life coaches, but you are the first business coach that I am having on the show. And while I think that that is very important, I would like to know what led you to want to help people specifically in the area of business? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So I actually used to be a career coach. So I used to do both. And lately, or a few months ago, I realized that I was getting a lot. I was technically giving a lot of business advice. And there was because of this whole pandemic that happened, I realized that a lot of people were losing their jobs. And a lot of people were looking to start businesses, but they didn't really know where to start, what to do and how to do it because they wanted to, they no longer wanted to be reliant and on their, on their employer in case something like this happened again, you know, because millions of people have lost their jobs. So I was like, okay, well, we're in this space and how can I best help people? Right. So I then decided to close out my career coaching clients and focus solely on my business coaching clients. And now I'm taking only business coaching clients. And that's kind of like the only space that I work in now because I really wanted to create a safe space and help people who really didn't really know, who really didn't know where to start, what to do, how to do it, especially when it comes to tech business strategy and all of that and I'd worked in business and tech my entire career for fortune 100 and 500 companies so I had that sort of like I have that expert knowledge that I'm wanting to share so I can help people that's amazing I didn't know that this was more of a recent switch for you in regards to doing business coaching so what have been some of the challenges that people have come across when it comes to the entrepreneurial world. Yeah, of course. So I actually have been doing business coaching for a while without really realizing it. Um, like, you know, when you have friends and people that you work with and you realize that you've actually been helping them, but it right. wasn't sort of like my official title, my official, what I was doing officially was career coaching. Um, so I realized that a lot of the main struggle people have is selecting tech systems tools and processes a lot of people aren't really tech savvy right so you can go out there and learn the business strategy i mean you you, sh- you should have a coach right or a mentor or someone if you're doing research on your own you sh- you're going to learn that information from somewhere but when it comes to tech there's so many uh, tech tools millions thousands of tech tools and systems and solutions yeah. and like you need to understand how they work and when to use them because not every tool is can be used at this um, for every for any kind of business model, right? And and then you also have to think about where you are in your business. Are you just starting out? Are you more like advanced? And you know, are you essentially your business model and how large your your business is? And you're more of like a startup company or like a bigger company or medium company, right? So different tools and different systems work differently. So you need to really understand how they work and then really understand which business model that those 
systems, tools, processes are more suited to, because that can really play a big role in your success, play a big role in the way that your clients see your business, your client satisfaction, your client retention, as well as you, like your workflow management, um, your project management, onboarding clients, and there's so many different aspects to that. So a lot of people really struggle with that, right? And also building a website, where to start? Should we hire someone else, pay someone $4,000, $3,000 to design our website, especially just starting out? A lot of people don't, don't have that money. So I'm wanting to create sort of like an easy way for people to get that information and more or less an easier way to for people to decide what tools were were suitable for their business by literally just asking themselves one or two questions right and then based on those one or two questions they can sort of decide or identify the best tool for them be it like an email marketing tool or like a web development tool or a web hosting service whatever that is right i was i'm basically trying to make that process easier and then help people with diying or help people with like a cheaper done for your service option so it's 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 i love that yeah a lot of people that's where a lot of questions come from the tech part yes yes and so as you were speaking i really thought about my own journey right now with doing the podcast and I have a book coming out. And recently I connected with an editor for my book. And one of the questions that he posed to me was, how am I starting to market the book right now? Like, what are some of the the techniques that I'm using? And I didn't have any, I was (laughs) drawing a blank. And so I thought about just the fact of like with building my website and they were asking me questions about like the SEO and, you know, all of these algorithms, even with Instagram. So you kind of like just hit the nail on the head because when you're thinking about these other things with, with your business and you have the product, tech was the last thing that was on my mind. And I did not realize, I still don't even know how many tools there are that I could use and what I would do with them. I I really don't have a full grasp on it. So to know that you have a service like that is purely valuable. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I could see that as being a struggle because I'm, I'm there right now trying to navigate it. And so I read a blog post that you wrote about the obstacles that were hindering you from making your business a reality. Mm -hmm. And obstacle one was self-doubt and confidence. So can we just talk about how sometimes, I don't know if you agree, but sometimes I think that we can get in our own way before we even get started with starting a new business. Yes, absolutely. I can speak to that. And um, I am, like you said, the blog article or the blog post, I'm, that is my story. And it, it took me a long time to, to realize that, especially because I've been, I still have a full-time job. So I'm doing this full-time job thing and running my own business, which I've been doing for a long time now as well. So I initially, when I wanted to start this, I was thinking to myself, I mean, I know I have the knowledge, but because I'm a human being, and I'm sure other, other people, other people feel yeah. the same way as well. Because I'm a human being, I, I still thought to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I know I have this information, but what makes me think anyone is going to pay me to provide this information or, or to pay me like thousands of dollars to, to help them get along or move further in, in their business? So that was one of the things I was really battling with. And I was like, well, doing my own research, there are a lot of business coaches out there. So why am I different? Like, <laughs> Why is anyone going to come to me as opposed to those people um, who are probably doing it longer than I have? So I started to think about 
then there was this quote that carried around with me. It was probably in the article somewhere. It's like, I'm not like anyone else. It's my face on my ID, which makes me VIP. There's no one exactly like me. There's yeah. no one with my fingerprints. And that's one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite songs by Natasha Bedingfield. So that's something that I really had to think about because it's even if there's so many people doing the same thing that I'm doing, what I'm doing comes with my own story, my own experiences and just my own methodology, my own framework. So even though literally I'm doing the same thing as you know, someone else in my industry is doing. I have my own industry experience. I've done things my own way. I've developed sort of like a framework around the way I teach things, the way that I do things. And I've also kind of created different hacks and different ways to do things to get to to that end goal quicker, right? So for example, anyone can really go on the internet to do research and find the information that they want. What people really pay for is the way that you package it and the way that you teach it to make it easier for them to digest. So that's what I really started to think about. It's like, well, I really had to have confidence in myself and confidence in what I was teaching. Like I had to train myself to believe that my own choices, my own actions and my own experiences were more or less trumped the information that I was putting out there, right? So I had the knowledge of, I had the information, but it was just really my own experiences and the way that I could explain that information and, and share that information with people, right? So again, not everyone is going to be my target audience. I just had to build sort of like my own tribe and build my own story that yeah. people could resonate with. So once I really understood that, I wasn't really thinking about anyone else who's going to be my competition. That's right. And I think that that is, you know, the beauty of having you on the show is just to speak to people that are in that space right now, because I know people personally that have ideas and things that they want to do. And one of the main things is, well, somebody else is already doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we can get caught up in kind of the innovators mindset in regards to do something that no one else is doing. But I think about t-shirts and when it, when it became more mainstream and you were able to see other people making t-shirts and that became, well, everybody else is making t-shirts, but there were so many people that were already making t-shirts before, yeah. but we were still <laughs> purchasing these variety from these variety of designers and so many things. Yeah. So not allowing that to stop you from following what you are passionate about mm -hmm. and what you know that you can help other people with. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 and like sorry, just to piggyback off of that is no, it's like I'm not saying that if you have a unique idea you shouldn't create that, but if something mm -hmm. is working, why why not do it? Like someone you you've clearly seen right. that. Like just there's no need to reinvent the wheel here. If and I'm not saying you should go out and copy everything someone else is doing, but if that's something that you're passionate about and if you have the expertise, if you have the knowledge that you can share, then go ahead and do that because like I said earlier, it's your own story, it's your own message and no one can copy your story. No one can copy your message. No one can copy your experiences, right? Clearly, if it's selling, if people are buying t-shirts, like you said, then people are going to keep buying t-shirts regardless of yes. if you do it or not. So you just have to kind of take that piece of the pie and and really find your target audience because those are the people that are going to resonate with your message those are the people that are going to leave whoever they're buying t-shirts from to come and buy your t-shirts because they connect with you and what you're putting out there that's right and so i know that you shared that you are still working full-time and that you are also building your business and you've been doing this business for some time. Mm. And as an entrepreneur that also has the 
full-time job. What are some challenges that you have faced and how have you overcome them? <laughs> That's a big one, right? It's like, have you got an entire year or something? <laughs> um, firstly, I would just say it's time management. Um, I barely get any sleep, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause my job is really demanding. Like my full-time job, I work for a big four consulting firm. So, and I'm in the global department within that company. So I essentially like my wake up time in the morning is, well, let's not even talk about my wake up time. I'm going to give you the, f- my first meeting tends to start at maybe seven in the morning. <laughs> so you can imagine what time I actually oh, wake up. Yeah. Um, and I'm literally in meetings from maybe seven or sometimes eight to like, I don't know, 11, 30, 12 in the afternoon. And that's just like my mornings. Um, and then obviously because I'm doing my own business sort of things, I'm, I, I'm also up all night trying to do some work for my clients or trying to do some maintenance on my website or trying to work on releasing content for my membership program and like all these different things. I'm doing that all through the night and all through the evening. So I tend to go to bed at like maybe four in the morning. <laughs> on a good day um so i yeah i reckon it's probably just time management and i, I wouldn't really say time management because i'm good at like I, I don't think that's what it is i think it's more or less me because i don't think we were made to do multiple things at once and but uh, yeah it's just trying to balance both of them together and just taking time to recuperate because i i rarely ever do that to take time off and i tend to do that only on sundays but i'm i'm also working on saturday so i would say that's one of the main challenges (laughs) i face and i think everyone can relate to this i don't know if you can relate to this yes i can yes i can and i'm like even laughing even more because the the episode right before this one I spoke to a guest and we spoke about kind of this high achievers so she identifies herself as a high achiever mm-hmm. and she was doing a lot of things so she's on the other end of the spectrum of trying to help people navigate through doing so much and finding time for themselves and taking care of themselves. But yes, I can certainly relate because I am still working a full-time job and I put energy and work and effort and time into the podcast and into the book. And I love it, but yes, it does require a lot of my time. And so what I have tried to do kind of off of what you were saying, like you only have Sunday. I have tried to stay firm on Saturday and Sunday is my time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will open up um, space on Saturdays for episodes because as you know, I, my recording time doesn't always fit for everyone. And I do interviews with people from around the world, which I love. So I I do try to work on having that time for myself. Yeah. So you, you, yes, time management. And I think like just dedication, right. To just stick with it. It's funny (laughs) because Just like you said, cause I, I definitely do not do any work on Sundays, but just like you said, Saturday is my podcast day. That's the day I literally edit my podcast, mm. create show notes and do all those things. Sometimes I have people helping me. Sometimes I do it myself. So it, it's a struggle. Yes. Yes. So I guess the beauty of it is, as we were mentioning earlier, if it's something that you are passionate about, mm. then go for it. Because if I wasn't passionate about this, there would be no drive yeah. behind putting in these extra hours on my day when I could be like laying down watching yeah. TV. And sometimes I'll say that, like, I could just be laying down. Yeah. Watching a show. Yeah. It's, it's seriously. <laughs> but this is like, 
This is like an honest conversation and a picture of what it looks like. Yeah, I know, because a lot of people think it's like, oh, well, you, you're working with clients, you're making money, you're doing this, you're jet setting and doing all of that. I'm just like, you don't even know. Like, honestly, it's like you're literally, you know, do you remember the episode of Tom and Jerry where like he was trying to keep his eyes open and he had to use a toothpick? If yeah. there are people who are young listening to this, I don't think they're going to remember this because uh, this is... No. Yeah. But if you're in your twenties or and above, you probably should remember this. I don't know if you watched Tom and Jerry when you're growing up. But like there was this episode and Tom was trying to was waiting for Jerry outside of the mouse hole and he was trying to keep his eyes open so he wouldn't fall asleep. So he used toothpicks to, to leave his eye keep his eyelids open, but they wouldn't stay open. So that's literally entrepreneurs 24 7 but people don't realize it it's really yeah. hard work and like i remember one of the podcast episodes that i was talking i was interviewing someone and like i said it's like you have several several dilemmas where you say to yourself i'm sorry can you remind me what i'm doing this again like why am i doing this like, <laughs> that literally happens more times than people realize so you really uh, have to yes. be passionate about you what why you're doing this if you have motivations if you're doing this to make money if you're doing this to help people whatever that is because trust me you're gonna have days and nights where you're like i i don't want to do this anymore yes so, you will yeah. Yes. And this, I, I love this because it just spoke to me because I, I had that conversation just last week with a friend of mine. And it's always good for me when I get into those moments to kind of like hash it out mm -hmm. so I can come back. Because if I stopped, I know I would regret yeah. it because there's a purpose to this. And so I think that the point of having this conversation is to just give people this realistic picture and to also say don't just do something just because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it can be like this, this push, like I want to be an entrepreneur because it looks like you get to work for yourself and have all this time. You, you have to really love yeah. what you are going into because you are putting more time than you would ever imagine yeah. into this. This is like your baby. Yeah. So I think it's really, really good for people to get this realistic view of what it's like. Yeah. Yes. And so, on that, so on the positive side, what do you love about being an entrepreneur? Oh, just doing my own thing, you know, and just having something that's just completely mine. I'm, I'm in control because I'm a driver personality. Um, like that's my personality type or my main, my main personality yeah. type. So I'm always wanting to accomplish new things and just achieve, achieve, achieve. So like having just something that's my own, I don't have to answer to anyone except myself. Really, I have to, I'm running things. I'm making decisions. Um, that's just really rewarding. And then also seeing the success that my clients have. Like my clients coming to me saying, oh, I've just landed this client or even my career coaching clients that I just, that I closed out a few months ago. One of them reached out to me a couple of weeks ago saying she got a job interview um, for a position without any previous experience nice. in that industry. So I was like, that is amazing. Or like a job interview yeah. at Walmart. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, so different things like that. And even mm -hmm. my business coaching clients starting up their business, starting their podcast, getting new clients and growing their email list and different things like that. It's just actually helping people. It's really rewarding. Um, so those are the, one of the best aspects and just meeting new people because as an entrepreneur, you're, you're, I, I don't know. There's this community thing with it. It's like, 
yes <laughs> it's like almost every entrepreneur knows everyone mm-hmm. um and then that's not the case but it feels like you know everyone because you're following <laughs> everyone and you're seeing what everyone is doing yeah um and then you're just meeting people every single day like i have friends from uh slovakia and all these random countries <laughs> just like this yeah. is insane like i never would have um like i love to travel so i've i thankfully met people all over the world but it's just oh it's a whole new ball game in communities of like 10,000 plus 200,000 plus people and you're collaborating and just it's just it's it's amazing so <laughs> it's one of the best things I love about it I agree with that and that was actually a surprising part for me because I in my mind I'm just so used to I guess this idea of competition competition mm-hmm. but there's actually so much support mm-hmm within that community and people reaching out to each other and cheering each other on about their wins. So that was a surprise, a positive surprise about this journey for me. So yes, I I would say that meeting people and the community is definitely a benefit and the people that will reach out and say how much they were inspired by something that always like gives me the motivation to keep going. Cause that's always the purpose, my, my main purpose. Mm -hmm. And so this question, I will be honest, is for me. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so one of my biggest like uh, a challenge is just I-, I was always just anti social media because I'm an introvert. Oh, so it was just more so like and so i was just like okay this is a little bit overwhelming for me and even though you know they're not in in front of me at first it it was a lot to take in but then i realized okay well if you're gonna you know do this podcast and your goal is to help people you have to get out there and reach people and speak to them and put your podcast out there and the future book out there you have to do all these things however how do you stand out in an oversaturated platform? That's that's kind of how I view it. It's just like a lot. And I'm 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 like, how how do you do this? Like, so do you have any ideas or tips on navigating through social media and just I don't know, standing out? Honestly, I, like you said, I'm an introvert too, but no one would ever guess this because I've worked so hard to hide it. Um, but if you look at my social media maybe you can probably tell because i'm barely on instagram live (laughs) if i'm on there it's like you never see my face i'm just sharing stuff um like templates that i've created in canva and different things and i think i think last week i i came on live after i don't know six months of not being showing my face on there and then maybe on sometimes i go live on facebook in my groups but i don't know it's just i would say it's just sharing your story and sharing who you are i'm a private person so i find it really hard as well like so coupled with my introverted nature and being like a private person that not wanting to share anything about me it's really hard for me so I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think you answered it though, because I I've heard people mention live before, mm-hmm. and that is the struggle, live. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Facebook lives or Instagram lives, both of them, yeah. anything live. <laughs> yeah, that's the struggle. But I've been trying to be consistent on there. Like social media is not my thing, mm-hmm. and I know like you, a, a lot of people say, oh, you have to be on social media. I'm like that's not my thing like I don't I don't want to put my face out there like it's just not my thing which is why 
I really gravitated towards having a podcast because like no one's looking, no one's seeing my face. I have a lot of information to share. I have a lot of knowledge to share. So why not have a podcast? And I remember when people were telling me, oh, go, go and blog. I'm like, I, I hate blogging. I can't be a blogger. Like I just can't. So um, podcast was for me. And people were like, oh, go do Facebook lives. And like, I tried it. It wasn't really my thing. And it's not, it's not for everyone. Like if people tell you everyone keeps saying oh social social media is where everything is and sure you can grow your business with social media but there's still a lot of people who are making it who aren't like 100 percent on social media right i prefer having a podcast i recently started or oh, not recently um sometime late last year or early this year i started writing for for huge corporations so for example i was featured in thrive global um a few times um i'm also like a contributor for business.com and different things like that so i've started writing um for like bigger news outlets so that's a way to get your business out there and to grow your brand and to get people on your email list to get eyeballs on you um maybe started looking into i actually wanted to start doing more speaking engagements so that it's not like i'm more doing stuff like this in person because i'm I know I'm introverted, but I don't mind public speaking, which is why I went for podcasting. Um, and it's something that I've done in the past that I'm good at. So I was like, okay, well, that's a way for me to grow my business. It's kind of like a social media, but you're more or less building in-person relationships. So I remember before this whole yeah. pandemic started, I wanted to do more public speaking and, um, you know, do more, I, I guess, get on more local, local radio and things like that. So that's kind of my way of that's the way i've decided to grow my business a lot of people prefer social media i know a lot of people who are successful that really aren't on social media so it's up to you it's it's kind of again like i mentioned earlier it's all around you build finding where your tribe is and if you can meet if you can be if you can sort of like build a community around where your tribe or people who are your target audience spend their time then I think you're going to be successful. Yeah. Or even if you're running Facebook ads, like you don't have to have an Instagram profile to run Facebook ads to grow your business. And that's what I do quite often on Facebook ads. So, but I didn't know that. Yeah. You don't have to have an Instagram profile. Um, I actually early last year started more or less trying to be consistent on Instagram. So I was literally posting every week, every day. Um, and then a few weeks ago, I just, I just stopped. I, just, I don't know it's just it's just not my thing to be honest i'll try to pick it up again to see how that goes but um yeah i, I just think find what you're good at and be consistent at it doing it i know i'm not a fan of social media so i know i, I knew I, earlier on that i would not be able to stick to that for the long run um but podcasting i enjoy doing that so i've released literally a, a podcast episode every week every monday so it's all about consistency and finding what you're good at, I would say. I appreciate that. And I'm actually really glad that I asked you that question just because I feel like it just leaves that space to continue to be authentic. I have definitely become, I actually now enjoy social media before I didn't, but I do enjoy it now. But it's still just, I, I like the conversation around not forcing yourself into environments that are not 
authentic to you. Like when we spoke about live a little bit earlier, if I don't like live, you don't have to do it. And then, you know, your example of, I, I forget about the fact that yes, there are definitely people that are successful that are not all over social media. So that is just one platform, one space to grow your business, but still continuing to think outside of the box and not narrowing yourself into one area just because it seems like the thing to do. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that um, piece of advice. And that was a good way to end off this episode, just giving people different things to think about other ways to explore and expand and grow their business or even start their business. So before we officially end, can you let everyone know how they can connect with you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's funny. I was going to say connect with me on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can reach me on sophiaduchess.com. S O P H I A D U C H E S S.com. That's my website. And I'm actually going to be launching my membership program, which is all about helping business owners, entrepreneurs, grow scale um and start their businesses um you know making sure that all their tech systems are in place um building a website DIYing so you don't have to pay thousands of dollars to have someone build your website so that's really an, aff an affordable option for you if you're looking to start growing scale your business so you can go over to sofadotches.com slash membership dash program to join the waitlist for that program and then also find me on instagram at sofia.duchess as well thank you I appreciate you being on this show. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. As always, don't forget to spread the love. If you enjoyed the message, please share, like, comment, and subscribe. With love, Queens, Aziza.